Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. As we begin a brand new week together, all of us at Southwest Radio Ministries want to thank everyone who attended our prophecy conference this past Saturday in Des Moines, Iowa. Great fellowship mixed with great presentations made for a truly wonderful Saturday. Our final Prophecy Conference of the Year is just a few weeks away. Columbus, Ohio, October 26th through the 28th. Three days with over a dozen speakers, including Jonathan Kahn, Donald Perkins, and Bill Federer. Registration is open right now. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit the events page of our website, swrc.com. Don't miss this special opportunity to hear Jonathan Kahn. Be sure and ask about our special VIP package when you call 1-800-652-1144. Prophecy in the News founder J.R. Church did extensive research on the legend of the Holy Grail. This research resulted in a best-selling book and DVD. He also provided extensive teaching on his findings. Today, staff evangelist Josh Davis accesses archival audio of J.R. Church that reveals his research and takes you back through the centuries to view an emerging family dynasty who may soon attempt to establish a one-world government. The things I'm about to say to you sound like they would never ever go together in a sentence. What do the Last Supper, the blood of Jesus, Adolf Hitler, the one-world system, and the Antichrist have in common? Prophecy in the News Ministry founder, the late Reverend J.R. Church, wrote about these connections in his book, Guardians of the Grail. We digitally remastered audio found in our vault with Reverend Church explaining these mysterious connections. Here is J.R. Church, and he explained what the Grail is. The Holy Grail. Being in the legend, the cup that the Lord Jesus Christ lifted at the Last Supper and said, this is my blood of the New Testament. And that scripture, by the way, is found in Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. Jesus referred to the cup and the wine in the cup as he observed what we call today the Lord's Supper and uh, referred to it as the wine representing his blood, which is shed for the remission of sins. Well, a legend grew up around that cup. There is no truth to the legend, but it is an esoteric teaching that has some terrific overtone. What does the legend say happened next with this grail? J.R. Church explained it this way. It is said that Joseph of Arimathea took the cup to the cross, and when the spear pierced the side of Christ and the blood and water came out of the side of Christ, Joseph of Arimathea caught the blood in the cup, then took the cup to uh, the British Isles, where he became the first guardian of the grail. From his offspring and so on has come the legendary tales of King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table and Sir Galahad and uh, Boris and Percival going off to find the grail. Reverend Church next explained how he saw the grail reappearing in end times Bible prophecy. 
Now, the average Christian doesn't know much about the Grail because uh, most of that is European folklore and uh, has not come across the Atlantic uh, over into the United States. But I think Christians will see the importance of this legend of the Grail when they understand that in Revelation chapter 17, Mystery Babylon, a harlot, is seen holding a golden cup in her hand. And this is the Grail. Let me read the scripture in Revelation 17, beginning in verse 4, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Next, J.R. Church explained the connection he saw between the Grail and the end times Antichrist. My opinion is that it is an unholy Grail. That this legend that has grown up around the cup held by Christ is a perversion that the Antichrist will use to try to gain his title to the throne and in the abomination of desolation. I believe that the abomination of desolation will be perpetrated by a certain monarch, a European monarch, who has a family tree that goes all the way back, and in our book, Guardians of the Grail, we list this genealogy. You recall in Matthew and Luke, the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ is given. Well, there is a genealogy for the one whom I believe could well be that future ruler of the world, that one who will claim his title to the throne of Jerusalem, who will go in, shall we say, the last crusade, in his last crusade, go to Jerusalem to throw out the infidels and to establish his throne and to claim his title king of Jerusalem. This European monarch has a genealogy. And this genealogy goes all the way back to the 5th century. But the legend built around this genealogy is that it goes right straight back to, get this, Mary Magdalene. How could Mary Magdalene possibly be tied into this legend? Reverend Church explained the blasphemous story that developed over the centuries as he uncovered more and more research. Uh, Several years ago, when Paramount Pictures first announced that they were going to produce this movie called The Last Temptation of Christ, wherein Jesus would have an affair with Mary Magdalene, I thought, how dreadful. I began to research where this crazy idea came from. It was written by Kazantzakis, so it goes back not only to him in the early part of this century, but it goes past him, way back into medieval Uh, European history. This concept that Jesus had a wife named Mary Magdalene that bore sacred children. So this dreadful blasphemy is actually dogma held by these adepts of the Holy Grail. And as I began to research this crazy idea that Jesus and Mary Magdalene had an affair, I came across this book, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, by Michael Bajant and Richard Lee and Henry Lincoln and uh, picked it up and began to read it and was astonished at what they had found 
in their research of a little mountaintop village in southern France called the Rennes-les-Châteaux. This was said to be, and the, the conclusion brought by these men who work for the British Broadcasting Company and uh, wrote the book, and by the way, they are agnostics. They are not Christians, and they don't believe in God, and they think it'd be a wonderful idea if a world monarch uh, would arise from the lineage of Mary Magdalene and Jesus Christ through Mary Magdalene. Uh, so they thought it was a great idea, you see. That's one of their conclusions in the book. I think it's a dreadful idea, and in fact, I believe that it is the fulfillment of the prophecies given in the Bible concerning Mystery Babylon and the eventual man of sin, son of perdition. We are listening to the late Reverend J.R. Church. He explained the research he uncovered and included in his book, Guardians of the Grail. You can order a copy of this book by calling us at one 800 652-1144 or by visiting us online at swrc.com. Reverend J.R. Church was the founder of Prophecy in the News Ministry, which is a gospel partner with Southwest Radio Ministries. We encourage you to subscribe to the wonderful, revamped Prophecy in the News magazine today. When you call us, again, our number is 1-800-652-1144. You can also visit the magazine online and subscribe there at prophecyinthenews.com, prophecyinthenews.com. Let's return to J.R. Church's classic teaching on guardians of the grail, and you won't believe where this unbiblical legend goes next. The legend goes back into the ancient past. When Lucifer wore a stone of light in his crown, he was called the light bearer. The name Lucifer means light bearer. Well, Michael and Lucifer had a fight. Michael knocked the stone out of the crown of Lucifer, brought the stone to the earth and made a cup, gave it to Melchizedek, who offered the cup of wine and the bread to Abraham. So after, you know, he uh, saved the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Then this cup fell into the hands of the uh, king of Tyre, and it was in a Phoenician temple there. This is, of course, all ridiculous, uh, untrue, but this is the legend. Kept in a temple in Phoenicia, Hiram was the builder of Solomon's temple. And then the queen of star wisdom. How's, how's that for a neat title for the queen of Sheba? The queen of Sheba obtained this cup from King Hiram of Tyre and brought it and gave it to Solomon, king in Jerusalem, who built the temple. And uh, Solomon kept the cup down through the centuries, passed it down from one father to son, father to son, father to son, and so on, down through the genealogy until it was given to the Lord Jesus Christ, who was the offspring of Solomon, and he drank the Last Supper out of it. That's where this cup builds its esoteric wisdom. So the stone of light is more than just a cup. It becomes the vessel that bore the blood of Christ. But the real grail, when you get it all boiled down to the finality of it all, the grail is not the cup that bore the blood of Christ, but the vessel that bore the blood line of Christ. That is, Mary Magdalene is the grail. She bore the bloodline of Christ. 
who lent his name to the dynasty called the Merovingian dynasty, so-called offspring of Mary Magdalene, who was the vessel that bore the bloodline of Christ. Or perhaps we should even get more specific and say it was the womb of Mary Magdalene that bore the bloodline of Christ. So she's the grail. And here in uh, Revelation 17, we have a woman pictured with a golden cup in her hand and you can see this mystery Babylon religion of mother and child all over again down through medieval history to this very day there is a monarch who does not hold a throne today his uh, throne to which he was heir was taken away from him in worldwide war number one when in World War I, most of the thrones of Europe were toppled and most of these uh, monarchs of Europe lost their uh, thrones. Some hold their titles, but they still have lost their political clout and power and the authority of the throne. This monarch does not have a throne today. Reverend Church just covered thousands of years of world history and Bible prophecy in about three and a half minutes. This fast-paced study, friends, is just a taste of what he discussed in his book, Guardians of the Grail. He anticipated some may charge him with anti-Semitism as he discussed an emerging one-world system. So he made it very clear he was not anti-Semitic. He never was. Listen closely to his powerful words. I might hasten to say that this conspiracy for one world government is not a Jewish conspiracy. We are not anti-Semitic. I love Israel. I love the Jews. And uh, we said in the very outset of the uh, book, in fact, in chapter one, page one, I want to read a paragraph here. This mysterious group is presently made up of over 9,000 men, including Protestants, Roman Catholics, Jews, and Muslims. The members of this secret sect should be considered unfaithful to their respective beliefs. For in reality, they are neither Christian nor Catholic. They are neither Jew nor Muslim. Their doctrine sidesteps the basic tenets of those beliefs and replaces them with the teachings of their greatest prophet, whom they believe to be Buddha. There are some Jews who've been involved. There are Christians who've been involved. There are, are, at least they claim the name of Christian and claim the name of Jew. Some Muslims have been involved in this group, this esoteric group that are reviving Mystery Babylon. In fact, it is popularly being advertised today as the New Age. But our uh, view of this takes a different turn. We go back into medieval history to this one particular monarch family who claimed to be the family of the Holy Grail, offspring of Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene, and hold the title today, King of Jerusalem, though they have no throne. And I believe one of these days the heir to that title will go to Jerusalem to claim his title, and that will be the abomination of desolation. This is the secret they've kept under the rug and in the closet. In 1989, the print release of Reverend J.R. Church's classic book, Guardians of the Grail, just happened to line up with the release of a popular movie about the exact same theme. The movie was called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have you heard of it? I'm sure many of you have seen that over the last 30 plus years. 
Do you think it was a coincidence that his book on the exact same topic came out at the exact same time as this popular movie? J.R. Church explained it in his own words. Perhaps it was done by divine appointment. And I don't say that lightly because I believe God wanted this book published. He wants God's people to know what's going on in the development toward the United States of Europe and the development toward a one-world monetary system and a monarch who will eventually try to take over the world and rule the world. One-world government and one-world religion and one-world money all revolves around one man. And this man has a genealogy. His family tree goes all the way back. His family is called in European history the family of the Holy Grail. And so this movie put out about the search for the Grail is more than just the search for the cup that Jesus drank the Last Supper from. In the movie, for instance, its title is The Last Crusade. Well, that refers back to the first crusade in 1099 when one of this family members of this particular genealogy by the name of Godfrey de Bouillon took five crusader armies from five cousin kings to Jerusalem drove out the Muslims and established the Crusader Kingdom. If you're just joining us, you're listening to a classic broadcast from Prophecy in the News founder, Dr. J.R. Church, as he came on Watchmen on the Wall some years ago. His book, Guardians of the Grail, is available from our ministry. You can call us at 1-800-652-1144 or visit us online at swrc.com. We also have a new biography of Reverend Church available. It's called Keep Looking Up. This was one of J.R. Church's favorite phrases, and it is a powerful reminder of where our focus must be in these days we live in. It's a very wonderful book. will give you a great picture of the life and the times and the ministry of the late Reverend J.R. Church. Again, you can order these wonderful resources by calling us at 1-800-652-1144 or by visiting us online at swrc.com. Let's return to J.R. Church's classic teaching on Guardians of the Grail. Did you know Adolf Hitler had a fascination with the Grail and with the Spear of Destiny? The Spear of Destiny was allegedly the spear used to pierce the side of Jesus as he was crucified. Reverend Church explained this very unusual story. Adolf Hitler was an adept of the Grail. He belonged to a society called the Thule Society which later evolved into the Nazi party. They were adepts of the Holy Grail. And Adolf Hitler was one who believed that if he could get the Grail, then he could rule the world. The one who owns the Grail rules the world. His Holy Grail family literally put monarchs upon the throne of the Holy Roman Empire from the year 496 A.D. when Clovis, grandson of Merovi, became the new Constantine. He was crowned by the Bishop of Rome in 496 though the term Holy Roman Empire was not used until the year 962. 
it was still a Christianized Western Roman Empire all the way back to 496. The legend is built around this spear. So when the spear pierced the side, the cup caught the blood. The spear and the cup are together. Now, a little after the 1200s, Wolfram von Eschenbach, in about the year 1210, published a poem called Percival, and it is the story of the quest for the grail. King Arthur's knights of the round table, and one of them decides that he's going to go off and try to find the Holy Grail. So they all leave King Arthur in their quest to find the Holy Grail. I mean, King Arthur sends them out to find the Holy Grail, and Percival goes through a mystical uh, zodiac, and he comes upon this castle, and he enters the castle. Now, by the way, this castle is, according to the authors of the book Holy Blood, Holy Grail, this castle once existed atop a little mountain in southern France called the Rennes-le-Chateau. And this is said to be the mountaintop castle where Mary Magdalene spent the last years of her life. In fact, there is a church dedicated to Mary Magdalene on top of that little hill today. We have pictures of it in the book. Fanciful legend mixes with fiction to create some wild theories. Reverend Church draws the connections between this and Hitler's obsession with the Spear of Destiny. He also discussed America's involvement with the Spear of Destiny during World War II. Actually, Adolf Hitler wrote in his memoirs or in his diary that he gazed upon the spear and as he did so the walls melted away and the spirit of the spear loomed before him. He said that this image, this spirit of the spear was intrepid and cruel and he said I yielded my soul that day as a vessel to his will. And he believed that whoever owns the spear can rule the world. And the monarchs of the Holy Roman Empire, the emperors of the Holy Roman Empire, for over 500 years had possession of this spear that supposedly goes all the way back to the year 800 when Charlemagne became the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. And in 1938, Hitler went to Vienna, Austria and stole the spear, took it to Nuremberg, Germany, and it was there throughout the years of World War II and accidentally fell into the hands of the American soldiers within the very hour of Hitler's death. And of course, the legend behind the spear is if you lose the spear, you lose your throne and your life. And Hitler, you know, just a coincidence, but Hitler lost his life within the hour, the very hour that the spear fell into the hands of the Americans. The only American soldier who was interested in the spear was General Patton. And Eisenhower said, no, the spear goes back. And under the orders of General Dwight Eisenhower, the spear was taken back to Vienna, Austria. While the United States was in possession of the spear, by the way, we unleashed the most sinister power the world has ever known up until this time, the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. We were clearly the rulers of the world during those few months that America had possession from April of 1945 through August and September to January of 1946.
Reverend Church ended this part of his teaching with a reminder of where it is all going. What is the ultimate goal behind this sinister plot? Who is in charge? Where are we heading? How is the United Nations involved? Listen carefully to the classic words of J.R. Church. But what we're doing here in this book is to reveal the satanic plan for taking over the world and establishing the son of Satan upon the throne of this world, the Antichrist. And uh, so when we go back to the grail, we see it was a stone of light. Now this stone of light is many things. It's a crystal ball in the seance room of the European witch. It is the capstone to the pyramid with the all-seeing eye in it. That capstone is a holy grail. It is a stone of light. Otherwise, why would you see the rays of light being emitted from atop that pyramid from that crystal clear capstone? It is a stone that emits light. And in the United Nations meditation room, there is a six and a half ton lodestone natural magnet altar. And this altar was mined from uh, some iron ore mine up uh, in Europe. And it was brought over and put in the meditation room at the United Nations. And it emits magnetic waves. So it is a stone of light. Not light in the spectrum of the uh, colors. But definitely it emits light wave. This room is called a meditation room. Now, when I went to the United Nations and asked to take pictures, I was denied access to this room. And I said to my guide, who was from Egypt, I said, look, I really need a picture of this prayer chapel. And he said, oh, it's not a prayer chapel. It's a meditation room. Very dogmatic. It is not a prayer chapel. The God worshipped inside this meditation room is not the God of glory. It is the sinister God of this world. This lodestone altar in the United Nations meditation room is a place where men go to meditate, these guardians of the grail. More insight on the grail legend from legendary Bible prophecy teacher J.R. Church is coming up on tomorrow's program. Today, we have three outstanding resources that will reveal the truth behind the Guardians of the Grail. The Grail legend takes you back through the centuries to view an emerging family dynasty who may soon attempt to establish a one-world government. In his book, Guardians of the Grail, J.R. Church reveals the story behind the developing United States of Europe. His research takes you back through the centuries. The human race is about to be deceived into accepting worldwide enslavement under the guise of peace and prosperity. Guardians of the Grail tells of secret political combines, intrigues, and wars preparing mankind for the Antichrist. Guardians of the Grail book, DVD, and complete audio series are all available today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144 or you can order the Guardians of the Grail collection on our website, swrc.com. Or you can order the Guardians of the Grail collection on our website, swrc.com. Read, see, and hear all the details with the Guardians of the Grail collection. 
book, DVD, and audio series. 1-800-652-1144. Tomorrow, Josh Davis and J.R. Church will continue sharing the secrets of the Guardians of the Grail. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.